Welcome to Maiden, a podcast about Asian Canadian stories told by Asian Canadians. Each episode, we share stories about navigating through life as Asian Canadian women in Toronto. I also became blind since last time we did this, and I need to wear glasses. What? I know, and I grew up all my life being like, oh, I want to wear glasses. And then Wait, that's you, the most you had 2020 20 vision and you're Asian? Yeah. What's wrong with you? I know. It's like I didn't I didn't play video games. Maybe that's why. I didn't either. I think it's just <laughs> do like... Do you a, not wear glasses? I do. I wear oh, contacts oh, every yes. day. See? I, yeah, I have it's perfect vision. a passage vision. of life for me. Nah, I literally have perfect vision. Oh my god. Okay. Welcome to our official but actually unofficial first episode of Maiden. Um, this is Jasmine. And this is Evie, and it's 2019. Woo! Woo! We recorded our first actual episode in 2018. I think we're all in parkas. It was very cold. Yeah. Now, it's 2019. It's June. Uh, the Raptors just won the championship. And they just had their parade yesterday, which was wild. I think everyone's hungover and tired and yeah. exhausted. But um, the sun is shining. It's finally feeling like June weather. Yep. It's been a long time coming in Toronto, but... Here we are at our first episode. Should we introduce ourselves to who we are? Yeah, uh, you start this off. All right. Well, again, my name is Jasmine. Um, I am Korean. My family and I moved to Korea when I was uh, moved to Canada from Korea when I was ten. We always grew up in like a small, very white town. So I first moved to Peterborough, and then we moved all the way to Qualcomm Beach in Vancouver Island, and then I. Um, went to university for a little bit there, and then I moved to Toronto. So I've been in Toronto for like the past almost 10 years, nine years, I think now. Um, and then, yeah, so I went to school for public relations and did random jobs here and there in like the communications industry. And then how Evie and I met is we met at Aritzia. Honestly, for personally, Aritzia is kind of where I got exposed to all these different type of Asians that are out there. Um, and Evie can totally touch upon that too. It's like, but it's the first time I saw like a cool Asian dressed like in cool outfits and like wearing heels and like had re- like cool haircuts with like piercings on their faces and tattoos. And like, I just got so much exposure to that. So I think that's when I started to kind of build my Korean and Asian confidence. Um, and then... I guess leading Evie and I just always kept in touch and when I kind of felt like there was lack of representation of Asian in pop culture or like whatever the only person that I could really talk to and lean to and have a an actual stimulating conversation with was with Evie and I think one conversation after another we just thought it would be like the perfect platform to kind of share because I want to be able to use this to like sure to like a mini jazz back in the day where she felt lost and like where she felt like she couldn't relate because everything she saw on tv was like Mary Kay and Ashley and Lizzie McGuire like I want her to know there are so many cool people that you can look up to and like they understand you and and I want to raise more awareness to that and if we can share our stories and that's where we are yeah and I'm Evie and I work in the journalism industry and I do some digital stuff, some social stuff, but really like what I've always wanted to and what I still do a little bit is that like I'm a storyteller mostly and um, it all just comes from like giving people a voice that didn't have a voice and I think a lot of people including myself felt like we had to assimilate like just remember going to high school and like having to wear Uggs and sweatpants and (laughs) 
Just like things that I would never buy ever again, but Uggs are really good for the house. I like, actually kind of want them now. I want them for the house. <laughs> but I used to rock them like I needed them or else like I'd be so uncool or something like that. I and actually like was so poor. I couldn't even afford Uggs. I would buy like fake the Uggs. F- like there yeah. was like emus and... Those, yeah. From, yeah like, I, I know there were I like... I fucks. Yeah, but why the, Why would we even like spend money on that opposed to Because like, I wanted to look like a white girl wearing like Abercrombie and TNA sweatpants. I know. And, and like camper socks. So... Yeah. Like, I went from that, like, growing up in Toronto, go, going to really predominantly white school, and it was not even just white, but it was, like, separated to, from Asians and whites. Like, it just straight lined down the middle, and I just, like, felt like I had to be part of, like, them and not to be like them, but then I think what really hit me is, like, when I went to university and just met all these different types of people, and also Ritzy is probably the biggest catalyst, just seeing, like, tons of different mm-hmm. Asians, like, different backgrounds, like, Korean, Chinese, Japanese... Filipino. Yeah, Filipino. Be able to rock it in such great ways. And I was so young. I was, like, 16 that they really um, were, like, older sisters to me to show Mm -hmm. me that I could, like, be whoever I want to be. And, like, the definition of being cool or fitting in doesn't necessarily fit in with, like, becoming, like, a King Street girl eventually. (laughs) Or, like, going to clubs or having, you know, like, those kind of things. It's just, like, being more real to myself. And so that really set me on a path where I just wanted to really talk about it more and now that I'm really engaged in it I've done like different community stuff for my community I just you did yeah what'd you do I did I well I helped run this group for like a year about um bringing young people to like Asian women into politics like just because we need those two because we don't are represented in politics either it's really horrible yeah um but yeah like we worked with like Kristen Wong Tam and those amazing um other there's a lot there's there's a few but those few are really trying to make change happen yeah um but mostly just trying to see where I can help um and writing stories about it that so I can continue the dialogue just so again like Jazz said just to help anyone who's feeling kind of on the outside and yes you might be young but even if you're listening to this and you're like i don't feel like me and with my friends Mm -hmm. or whatever like you can probably understand this like i think this is something that's helpful for you for anybody just to hear the asian female and eventually maybe on the podcast a male perspective just to see the weird nuances up in here of course (laughs) (laughs) like this the nuances that we have to go through and the weird things that maybe people don't really know what goes through our head when things happen sort of thing yeah I mean and we're not to say we're like experts or we're like the first ones to ever talk about like Asian stories um definitely not but I think just as we're kind of referencing back to like all these like Asian cast and movies and stuff I just want there to be more plethora of Asian stories that we can share so that maybe there is one piece of the story that we're sharing that you can relate to and you kind of felt at home and heard that's all I, all we really care about. Like, I'm not saying we're the first one ever to create this podcast, a platform for whatever. There's millions out there. I literally listen to five different other podcasts Amazing. with about Asian people. Uh, but there's like Banana Meg, and there's yeah. like two funny Asian guys, or like whatever. There's so many different things out there. But we're just sharing our story, and if you fuck with it, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, if you don't, then whatever (laughs) (laughs) it's okay we'll move on yeah i I think i'll be okay yeah it's okay yeah um you can ghost us whatever yeah exactly (laughs) so we're gonna recap a ton of the stuff that we talked about last time Mm -hmm. um i mean we can take a look at pop culture that's probably the biggest thing honestly too much has happened i feel like okay let's just break it down crazy rich agents happened yep jeremy lynn came to toronto yeah um Blackpink performed at Coachella. Yep. 
K-pop. Um, and then uh, BTS came and, like, broke Hamilton because that was, like, the they only... They did break They Hamilton. literally, um, like, sold out in, like, seconds. You can't talk about them on Twitter without you getting tons of their fans. Oh, is that the way to, like, grow followers on Twitter? You can definitely grow followers and be like, go BTS. But if you say, like, fuck BTS, then you're going to get the get most haters, haters that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, Korean fans don't fuck around. They don't it's play. actually terrifying. I mean, a lot of them are also American. Like oh, the fans. That's amazing. Yeah, it's really crazy. Um, what else happened? Oh, okay, well, it's not pop culture related, but Evie and I both went back to our homeland. Yes. And I don't know about you, but I have never felt more Korean and felt connected to my Korean culture. Oh, for sure. I felt that when I went back to, like, Hong Kong and even just seeing parts of, like, Beijing. The culture there just makes sense, so much sense to me. Um, when I get back here, it's culture shock for sure. Yeah. yeah. I. It was crazy to see... I'm pretty good at Korean. Like, I can speak, get by, whatever. I can text my mom random things here and there. Uh, but my Korean, like, exponentially grew <laughs> while I was there. I truly felt like a Korean. But I actually don't know if you feel this way, but when I was walking, like, down the streets of Seoul, whatever, people didn't know how to take me. Like, I'll go mm. to, like, a store to try to pay for something. Like, their first initial reaction is to speak to me in English. But to me, I'm like, but I look Korean. Like, why wouldn't you treat me that way? Yeah. A couple of things. Apparently, You're tanned. I, I'm very dark, um, which people thought that I was, like, Chinese. Yeah. And then also, funny enough, the shape of my eyebrows give it away that I'm not actually Korean. So, like, Korean Koreans, they have a very straight eyebrow, and mine's a bit arched. So, apparently, that's, like, a, a telltale sign. Whoa. And... In Korean culture, like, when there's a trend about something, everyone wears it. And I think my style was a little bit different. So that what was... What were they wearing? Honestly, I don't I don't know how to describe Korean style. There's a lot of, like, basic cuteness, I want to say. Like, when there's, like, a style that trends because uh, a character in a Korean drama wore it, like, literally oh. everyone wears it. And also everyone has the same hairstyle, that kind of stuff. Wow. This is kind of weird, but I feel like a lot of girls in Korea don't know how to wear the right pants. Like, their jeans just, they're still in, like, the low-rise, mid-rise phase where they haven't, like, evolved into, like, a high-rise fit. They hate that mom look. Yeah, it just looked a little weird. And I think they want to accentuate their femininity a bit more. Mm -hmm. So, like, me, I I literally dress like a 15-year-old skater boy or, Mm -hmm. like, a bike messenger. No hate on the bike messenger whatsoever. (laughs) Um, So, I think, like, the things that I was wearing and, like the color of my skin they just like didn't know how to put me as like a korean or not so what did you think it was kind of weird because i wanted to be like accepted because now i'm at like a weird fine line where am i korean or am i like an expat but like when i was in korea i felt like such a korean um and then when they would kind of approach me as like an expat or like a tourist i kind of didn't feel like i did i didn't really belong but i don't know like to be honest i didn't really feel any qualms or like ways either way but I thought it was just like an interesting takeaway yeah I think when I went back I the biggest thing is I mean this thing that's always been a part of me and it's actually another thing that happened this year well crazy Asian rich Asians came out <laughs> yeah. um not my fave rom-com and it's still just a rom-com but there are themes of it that like when I went back I totally got it's just more like less independent over there where you don't just think about yourself it's very family oriented or community oriented so you do things for the greater good of the family we're here like we're very independent you move out when you're like 18 and you're sustainable but asian parents are like even though i did that too asian parents asian families asian friends are always gonna be your auntie if you need anything they're always there for you so i really felt that when i went back there even with these like 
people I didn't know at all. Like, yeah. these people who were doing my hair or these people that, like, were helping me, like, buy something. Like, it seemed like very communal family. And maybe it's because we look alike and I also tried to flex my Cantonese. Like, yeah, do you look like... Do, when you were there, did you feel like you looked like other people? Like, was your no. style the same? Like, no. I Like, I look like... I mean, everybody, everyone's goals, I think, in Asia is to be pale. And I, I love being tan. I love. Yeah. We are nice shade of caramel right now. Yeah, I, I feel really great about it. But they really find you crazy like in in like in hong kong there's people that wear like gloves like they just oh yeah cover their body and like visors and whatever it's like yeah so insane but the it's skin, a fit it's, it's a, a problem yeah. <laughs> i mean if it's if it's like colonial it's a problem but if that's just your look i guess like that's fine but yeah. that's the one thing that if they saw me on the street and maybe i wear like I think they're more conservative. In I was gonna Hong say, yeah. were you wearing like short, like shorts? Not even like short shorts, but like I feel like your style definitely is a bit more like I'm comfortable in my own skin. Yeah, yeah. Whereas maybe in like Asian countries, it's kind of like let's cover up a little bit. Yeah, more. I mean everyone wears cardigans there. I can't even remember the last oh, time I wore a cardigan. Oh my god, seems really different and old. Like definitely not my style. And no hate, but like really proper, really cutesy, really mm-hmm. feminine. Um, that's basically like just so then if I walked into a place they'd be like whoa like who is this who is girl this person? you're yeah. clearly from like North America Australia yeah. like you're clearly one of us that went over there and changed yeah. and now you're back like what are you what are you doing here no hate towards me but just of like course. they're obviously gonna think I'm like this you're crazy American person that drinks North or whatever American. yeah North yeah. American <laughs> you're not really like polite and like that kind of mm-hmm. thing but it was really cool I really connected in that way the culture way and like seeing my family and then speaking the language like I've never known that I could speak before I was like mm-hmm. whoa I got it like I was at a restaurant and I got away with using like all canto and I was yeah like, this is crazy I was like pulling up words that I didn't even know I knew what it meant yeah I didn't but know it just it came out of me in your brain yeah it was so weird yeah it was a it was a weird flex did you like crazy rich Asians <sighs> that's such a hard question to answer because of course it oh actually before I get into it I need to confess I didn't go watch it in theaters, so I didn't contribute to paying. Oh. And I feel really bad because, like, I think, obviously, like, the box office numbers were really important, but I I feel guilty. I just, like, didn't have the time or I didn't make the timing to go watch it in theaters, but I did watch it. You know what? I loved it for all the reasons of why we should love it, but when we kind of boil it down, was it, like, a masterpiece? No. Did it really sparked joy in me yes but like it wasn't like a movie i want to watch again but it was interesting i don't know if you felt this way but like so many like white people loved it yeah. and is it because it was such like a vanilla chick flick also it wasn't even a good love story and henry golding is half white like can yeah. we not have found a full asian person that was handsome enough to be in this movie i mean you know asian men they get flack they can't be the main that is sucks. yeah yeah that's actually such a big topic that we can talk about because obviously being like female asians i think we go we have our own like set of things that we can talk about but like i don't even understand like we talk about toxic masculinity as an overall like but boy like but then asian toxic masculinity is like a whole nother topic that like we can never understand so i'm really excited to dive into that but did you like the movie i i mean like again like when i first watched the first scene and i don't know it wasn't it was the first scene, so it's only been, like, 10 seconds. Like, yeah. maybe, like, one to two minutes. I, Is that like, when they're, like, in the cafe? Really? Yeah, no, when they... I cried. I don't know why I cried. I felt so moved, and then, like, 
my partner was like, what's wrong with you? Like, they literally have nothing has happened. I don't even know. And I'm like, yeah. because, like, look at them on the screen. Like, this is so weird. Like, this is such a concept. And I'm not as softy. I don't see myself being that person. But, no. like, I, I was I'm like. I'm actually shook you said you're. Yeah. It was, but it, it didn't even, like, make sense. Like, it's just seeing, like, us in a capacity that is so different. Like, we're just, like, one's crazy. One's, like, blah, blah, blah. No, mm-hmm. we're not all the same character. I was just like, holy shit. This is going to be a crazy movie with all these crazy Asian oh, characters. Yeah. yeah. But then. I mean, the plot itself, no, it's like a rom-com, and I also think it's, it was like, some, t- like, had to do with, like, you know, the female having to, like, have enemies, and the guy yes. just has it easy, and he's, re- I'm All just like, right. oh, I can't yeah. really, like, feel like this is a movie that speaks out, but I think it's good to even have you know, movies that don't speak to you that are all are all full Asian cast, or movies that do speak to you that are all full Asian cast. Like, we have a range, like, where you can have actually annoying rom-coms, but you can also have amazing movies, and hopefully yeah. we get to that point where we can have just, like, really crazy thought-provoking movies but i thought it was cool that it was a full almost full asian cast cast a couple of things that bothered me about the movie it was it was so much hype and i'm sure they got so much money to do it but like i don't know who did the styling but like every outfit was just so gross i no, okay maybe gross is the right word but like i don't know so many movies that you watch now like chick or whatever i'm like no one would ever wear that in real life. Yeah. And so outfit-wise, it's kind of rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> a second thing, um, and this is just like my own personal thing, if I'm watching something and I can't see myself personally in like a character, right. I immediately like don't really like it. Right. Like if I can't see myself being that character doing the things that that person is doing, I'm just like, man, I like lost interest. Like it yeah. doesn't really appeal to me. I think that's fair. I think that's a lot. I, I mean, there was actually like, Another movie, I don't know if you watched it, it was called Bao, it was like an animated short. Oh, I That one, I bawled my yeah, eyes out. Yeah, I bawled too. And, and I was like, too, I felt too guilty to even share it to my mom yeah. for her to watch it, because I felt like I'm such a bad daughter. I felt like that too, because I felt like I was like that son or whatever. I was like that dumpling that was yeah, like, the like bye mom, I'm out of here, you're so lame. But yeah. like, that was an eight minute animation, by the way, won an Oscar, which is awesome. Um, But that one I related to so much. Yes. But there's a lot of like white people that were commenting on Twitter being like, why the fuck would this make someone cry? This is the stupidest, weird thing. Because so like, you're fucking white. <laughs> yeah, like, you wouldn't understand those kind of nuances, right? Like, they're just silent nuances. You can't explain, oh, why would the mom, like, do this? Or why would yeah. the son do that? Why is this hurting so much? And blah, blah, blah. And, like, the thing is, like, it came from, like, a... It was... It's not... It, it was a Toronto-based film, and it was, like, mm-hmm. a Chinese-based film in terms of, like, just, culture? like, culture. But it relates to, I think way beyond that like asian cultures or brown culture like but like the like white people just wouldn't get that right like you don't or like immigrant that. culture like, yeah immigrant culture exactly oh my god now thinking back to that video clips like making me tear up all over again. i need to watch it um but yeah no those it's funny that like i had more emotional attachment to a, an eight minute video about animated dumplings than crazy rich asians but i'm obviously like, not having any hate towards that because Yes, we need more of that. We need way more Asian representation. And um, okay, I can leading this into call me always be my maybe. Mm-hmm. You say you watched it. Yeah, I watched it. I also liked it, uh, but Ali Wong just like kind of played her own character. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I did. I did like the movie, but I'm kind of sad that like Keanu Reeves is having a moment. <laughs> Is that his name? Yes. Yeah. He's kind of having a moment. I'm like, of course the one fucking white guy that's in this movie is having a moment versus, like, Randall Park. Like, he hasn't even been in anything since the movie came out. It's just all Yeah, I don't piano. know what he's been in. Other than oh, that. my God. 
Right. No, he's been in a lot of stuff. Yes. I mean, like, since that movie no. where he's the main character. I've never seen him as a main Yes, yeah. or, like, he's getting not even getting press. Like, I don't see him in trending on Instagram yeah. newsfeed. Yeah. Um, someone referred to Randall Park as the Tom Hanks, the Korean Tom Hanks, and I was like, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, but that's... I didn't... I think a lot of people do relate to him because he's not, like... You know, he's not, like, an alpha male. He's just kind of, like, a goofy old dad. But, oh, Randall Park's wife did you ever watch the show yeah i watched it i, I know his wife yes, I, know his wife I love her yeah yeah they're power a korean couple yeah that's <clears> awesome <throat> and that's good that we know that they are like to hollywood or doing you know netflix shows stuff like that yeah. like that they're out here and they're funny and yeah. they're different but yeah i don't know I, I liked it all right it was okay it was again like the plot didn't make sense to me and it was so rom-commy yeah. and not really something i thought about and i think there's like there's always gonna be improvements needed but when you have this all asian there's just so much to unpack that like it's yes. hard to do in, in even an hour of course yeah. um speaking of did you watch pen 15 nope i haven't watched do you know it what yet. it is i've heard that it's amazing it's real i think you would fuck with it it's hilarious but also yeah it's a japanese family who's immigrant so there's like the mom is like an actual mom from like the girl maya something she's hilarious but yeah so i think we're definitely having like a wave where you know it's becoming more normal to have like asian representation which i think is like where we need to be like leaning to like it can't be like um yeah i i want it to be more like normalized to and yeah. not like a big groundbreaking moment like all asian cast like yeah. first asian leading whatever like it should just be like it's a new movie and Cinder Bullock is in it. Or like, well, Cinder Bullock, Cinder. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> One other big thing before we head out is we talk about how Jeremy Lin has just won the hearts of our entire... But too bad he sucks he at doesn't basketball. Play. He doesn't suck. <laughs> Did he play at all? <laughs> he might not have played on the game. And after covering this, I have a new respect for him because... Like, the, the practice that they do, he's in the practices and watching the tapes. So, like, when the, you know, the Warriors, when they're, like, the, the style how each player plays, right? What? Like, the style of the other team. Like, there's, oh, like, yeah, the, yeah. Steph Curry, how does he play? What spots does he go to? I'm, or, like, a total Raptors bandwagoner. So, like, okay. I, I think I know, I can name, like, five Raptors, and that's, like, a big win for me this season. Oh, my God. Okay, so go on. So, Evie's really cool, and she, <sighs> as a journalist, she covered the entire... Raptors that was a crazy season. Run. Uh, so she's like hungover from being yeah. at the parade all day. Yeah. But yeah, just a cool plug. She'll never guess herself <laughs> off. But anyways, continue. What is this play game? So stuff? like just to give, like there's a lot of practice that they go through. And Jeremy Lin has to be there even though he doesn't play on the live game. But Jeremy Lin along with every other basketball player on the team that doesn't play. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. him and everyone else. But yeah, he probably like plays a big position in terms of watching the tapes of the other oh. team and then being okay i'm going to be this player oh, and is he a nerd and watches all their games? they all videos? do okay they fine. actually are amazing because they do an asian stereotype no i hear everyone watches hundreds of like minutes okay. of tape but i think the people that like the benchers including jeremy lynn they watch the tape so every time the starters will practice, they'll try to become the other team. And so, like, oh. you match up where they stand or, like, where they're going to be or where they start to shoot. Like, it's just, like, hours of tape. You kind of get their style. Oh. So in that way, you train them in terms, not just the Warriors, but many different series as well. He actually did a podcast recently with Ryan Higa. Do you know who that? that is? He's, like, a, he was a YouTuber. And okay. it was, the question was, like, do you think you deserve this ring? And it was, like, heavy because then people on social media are, like, Oh my but God. him and everyone else who didn't get to play, why does he get the heat? 
Oh, well, yeah, exactly. Because I, I think they, like, in the basketball, they still think he's some weird phenomenon. Like, oh. he had a really sick run, and then this Asian dude was just, like, yeah. this Asian dude. And he's just so pale. He needs some sun, he man. He needs some sun, and you're from Cali. It's weird. Come on. <laughs> but now he's here, and he can get sun, maybe, like, for I a couple months. I hope he got months. some color from the parade yesterday. I'm sure he did, or he burned, because I burned. Yeah. And um, Now you look great. Thanks. And he asked, like, he was just sharing how he thinks he does deserve it because of all the practice that the people don't see. Of course. Before, after, next year, tomorrow haters. game. Yeah. And they are haters. People are hating on him. But I, it's great that the Asian community, I know that yesterday in the parade, a lot of these Asian kids wore their German Lynn jerseys. Oh. And they threw it up to him at the bus. He signed every single one. Of course one. he did. Yeah. And I think that was really cool that, he, like, he might not be the starter, but, like, people are still buying it because... It means a lot to everybody. Yeah. Especially, like, Asian people. You know what my favorite part about Jeremy Lin is? That he is a son of Christ. He is such a devoted Christian, and I love that. And I don't know, I just always have such, like, a a soft spot for any celebrities that are, like, so vocal about their, like, faith to God. Um, That just gets me going. He is so vocal, He is so lovely. But anyway, (laughs) so he actually came to the church that I go to. I wasn't there that day, but I remember when he first got traded, all of my, like, friends that go to we all go to the same church. They would like come and be like, yo, yo, welcome to Toronto, man. Like, <laughs> if you're looking for a church to call home, like please come to this one. And oh, then he actually showed up. And apparently amazing. he like would come like a little bit later into the service and like leave early and like had his hoodie on. And there's like this one um, part of like. Oh, so he goes there. He came. Yeah. I don't know if he still goes multiple there. times, yeah. but there's this part like during the service where you have to like say hi to everyone and like you know oh like my God. give high fives to someone you don't know and he actually would do it like he wasn't trying to be like a prissy like i am an nba player <laughs> one of us. and Amazing. yeah i love that part about him but moving on um but yeah i guess that i hope that gave you guys kind of a good broad range of what you can expect from us um if you have any topics that you want us to discuss or anyone you want us to speak to if you want to come on and share your stories holla at us um yeah we're just gonna go with it hopefully we can we won't take an eight-month hiatus of something that no one even knew we took a hiatus (laughs) but we will release our actual first episode it kind of kind of goes through a little bit more in depth about our background i guess and if you're interested in that if you want to get to know us more please do yeah and you can also um message us or follow us on instagram at at i made in underscore and email us your thoughts feels and advice or all of the above at hi at i'm made in.com Bye.